It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Wednesday. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. I'll be honest. It doesn't feel like just Wednesday to me. Um, it's been a crazy week already. Bengals play tomorrow night. Uh, this is our fourth podcast of the week. We've had three great ones, if I say so myself, this week. If you've missed them, from my uh, game day reaction podcast on Sunday to what I said on Monday to, to yesterday with Joe Goodberry, make sure you check them out. Um, I think that the Bengals passed their first test. I'm ready to see their second test, and that's where we'll start to uh, look at, point at, and discuss between today and then tomorrow as well. We will have a podcast tomorrow morning. We'll have another podcast reacting to the game either Friday morning early or later uh, late at night on, uh, on Thursday. I'm hoping I would love to do it Thursday night. Won't be in studio if I do, uh, so it'll be interesting to see which one we do. But, hey, th- that's the the good thing is it's a daily Bengals podcast. We're coming at you Monday through Friday every single day, and uh, please subscribe if you haven't, if you're new to the podcast. I'm James Erpine. I work for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. Cover the Bengals for them here in Cincinnati. And on today's show, well, we, we're packed. We're stacked and we're loaded. Mark Schofield of Locked On Patriots going to join us. He looked at every single pass play from Colts Bengals, and I caught up with him earlier today on ESPN 1530, so you'll hear part of that conversation. I also caught up with Alex Erickson, who signed a two-year contract extension with the Bengals. You'll hear that interview uh, coming up in a bit, but first, let's start with the guy who made the play of the game. Clayton Fedulum made the play of the day against the Colts, where he Comes in in relief of Sean Williams. Then he has a pretty nice day overall. He's around the ball. Heck, he almost had that on the roughing the passer call on on Carlos Dunlap, the second one that caused the fumble. That was Clayton Fedulum. (laughs) Clayton Fedulum was the one who was there, so he's all around the ball all day. I caught up with him earlier. uh, Actually, yesterday. I was going to say earlier today. That's what I'm used to. But uh, yesterday in the Bengals locker room, and I asked him, Starting out, what was going through his mind when he saw, when he found out that Sean Williams was ejected? No, just a next man up mentality in that kind of situation. You know, it's unfortunate to have, you know, a vet, a leader like Sean go down. I mean, he's a team captain. You know, him going out in the first quarter, you know, it's unfortunate for the team. But uh, just, I said, all right, well, my day just got a lot longer. Um, you know, it's one of those things. You just get out in the field and go play the next play. Is it hard to... Be ready for that or prep for that, knowing that your primary, primary, primary role is special teams going into the game. Is it hard to say, oh, well, there's a chance I could play 50 snaps today? Yeah, no, um, I prepare the same way that, you know, if I go out there uh, just like a starter, or um, if I was a want to go out there 
you know, anything can happen. You know, first play of the game, you know, it's football. Uh, we're out there banging heads. You know, people are falling all the time. Whatever happens, someone can get hurt on any play. You know, this was, you know, luckily it was an ejection in the sense that, you know, Sean's healthy and all that kind of stuff. But injuries happen all the time. So you always, you never know when you're going to be called. You never know when your numbers are going to come up. Clayton Fedgel, I'm talking with him in the Bengals locker room for a few more minutes. What went through your mind when you picked up that ball in the fourth quarter? Well, I was thinking before the play, you know, the situation, um, you know, they still had a lot of timeouts. So I knew that, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was a situation where I wanted to jump on it and kill the clock. It was kind of, you know, advance as much as I could, whatever, for field position, and then it just kind of opened up where I was able to go all the way with it. Were you worried Andrew was going to get you? Um, well, I knew I, I made a miss earlier in the game, so I knew I could make a miss again. So I, 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 thought, I, I thought I had him. Um, I did, so... Did you keep the ball? I do. I did. Uh, I took it home yesterday, so I have the ball. How many throughout your career? How many different balls have you have you kept from plays? And where does this one rank? Uh, this is probably the best. I mean, it's first touchdown in the NFL. Yeah. Um, you know, I only keep the, the ball on you know a big thing. So, you know, I had a touchdown in college. Kept that ball um, after a pump block, uh, touchdown, all that kind of stuff. But I have the, my first interception from last year, and then this one for the NFL. Talking with Clayton Fedgelum in the Bengals locker room. Obviously, it's a short week. Quick turnaround. It's high of uh, emotions as you guys had on Sunday. You got to quickly uh, prepare for the Ravens. How hard is that for you guys? You know, it's you know, it's a lot of information jammed into a couple of days. You know, the biggest thing is just getting your body right because it's like you said, such a quick turnaround. So when you get healthy by Thursday, you get yourself back to 100. percent As far as the X and O's, you know, we took all the preparation from camp. You know, when you had those extra days after your last preseason game, do a little extra for Baltimore, that kind of stuff. So, you know, we feel prepared. Now it's just, you know, get everyone's bodies fresh and ready to go. How many changes can you make offensively or defensively on on such a quick turnaround? I know the coaches started working on the game plan for Baltimore last week. So can you make as many changes on a short week as, as you do normally? Um, you know, you're typically your, your game plan is not as extensive. Um, but, you know, there are some adjustments that it will be made, tweaks, you know, based on if you have stuff based on, you know, personnel, someone gets hurt week one. You know, there's always changes in football. You know, the, the roster isn't going to be exactly the same as it was the week before. So you can do those, you know, small adjustments. Uh, last question for you, Clayton. As far as the, the Ravens offense goes, what did you notice from them? Obviously, they had some success against the Bills on Sunday. Yeah, they had a lot of success, but, you know, we've had so much film on them. We Division team, we play in post year. I mean, you know, they have a lot of the key elements still there. So, you know, we, we have a very similar plan that we've had, you know, in years past. You know, take care of take care of the quarterback. You know, he's got great arm strength. And, uh, you know, just control control the field position and, you know, control the ball. Get some turnovers. Clayton, I appreciate the time. Good luck Thursday. Thank you. Good stuff there from Clayton Fedulum. And he made the play of the day. And that's the one thing with this team I will say. They have some depth. They have some talent at most of their spots. You know, they have four or five guys. They have multiple safeties. Um, They have multiple defensive linemen. They have multiple linebackers. I mean, they're without one already, and I think they might be without two. From what I'm hearing, Preston Brown, he's listed as questionable. It's highly questionable right now with that foot, that ankle that he injured on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see if he can go. If not, Nick Vigil, Jordan Evans, et cetera, excuse me, they're going to have to step up for this team, especially against the Ravens, who are going to run a lot of crossing routes and other things like that. We'll talk Ravens and more with uh, Mark Sh- uh, Schofield coming up in just a few minutes here, host of Locked On Patriots. He does work for InsideThePylon.com. That's why he was studying the, the Colts and the Bengals. 
Or maybe he was just preparing for the AFC title game because he knows New England's going to be facing either the Bengals or the Colts. I kid, I kid, I kid. Up next, though, you're going to hear my conversation with Alex Erickson. I love this move. I love this move. I loved this move. And heck, I almost did an emergency podcast on Saturday. I did not. But uh, yeah, I caught up with him after he signed a two-year contract extension. That's next. But first, a word from my bookie. Because where you bet is just as important is who you're betting on. My bookie is where it's at. This is the week, by the way. If you're looking as a Bengals fan at the line, the last I saw it, the Bengals are one-point underdogs at home. I would buy that. Now, do I guarantee a win? No, I don't. I'm not saying that. But if you're betting and you are got a team at home that's pretty close to the team, and I think roster-wise they're close, you might consider betting on the, the home team tomorrow. Um, but where you bet just as important as who you're betting on. So whether it's NFL, whether it's Major League Baseball, NBA, whatever you want to bet on, you should try my bookie. I use it weekly. It's something I use. And right now, if you make your first deposit, well, they're going to match you dollar for dollar with promo code locked on. That's all you got to do. It is it, let's say you want to put in fifteen bucks, they can match it. Let's say you want to put in a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, they'll match it. All you got to do. Is use promo code locked on and uh, check out my bookie. That's M Y B O O K I E. Promo code locked on and they'll match your first deposit. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I love that Alex Erickson got that contract extension. I love it. I called him a lock to make the roster early on in camp when I first saw that. Oh, he's he can play slot. That dude, he's making his way. He's doing it. He's playing slot at a high level. That's when I was like, okay, he's going to make the team. And I know when when Darius Phillips, I went back and read what I wrote. When Darius Phillips got drafted, I was like, oh, Alex Erickson on notice. No. This guy's just too valuable because he can be the special teams guy and also contribute on offense. Tyler Boyd goes down, Alex Erickson, even if it's for a couple of plays, Alex Erickson could slide right in. That's valuable. That's important. Alex Erickson is an important member of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I caught up with him to ask him about his contract, to ask him about the Baltimore Ravens, and so much more. Here's my one-on-one interview with Bengals wide receiver Alex Erickson. Let's start with the news that kind of got buried after the big win on Sunday. Saturday, you, you signed a two-year extension with the Bengals. So what, what does that mean to you? It means a lot. I mean, obviously, this is a great place, great organization, um, place that I you know, see myself continue to get better continue to grow and um 
and hopefully I can continue to do that and continue to expand my role as a player on this team, whether special teams or offensively. Um, so yeah, it was it was good news. You went from undrafted free agent and fringe roster guy trying to battle for a roster spot to, to making the roster in 2016. Yep. What was a, a happier moment for you professionally when you found out you made the 53-man roster as a rookie or, or Saturday signing that contract extension? Oh, man, that's tough. Probably, <laughs> probably you know, we're, you know, in the beginning when um, breaking through and making the roster for the first year um, just because it was – you just don't know. You know, you don't know um, – whether you're good enough, whether you can play, obviously you believe in yourself and all that, but um, until you actually go out and do it, you know, all that's just hearsay. So, you know, going out and then actually proving it and doing it and then, um, you know, contributing that year and stuff like that. And, and then now it's just can you continue to build and continue to grow and um, obviously sign an extension, you know, kind of um, put some affirmation on the work that's been done. And um, But it also just... It's just this, the start of it, too, you know. It's just um, There's a lot of work to be had, a lot of improvement to be done, and uh, that's, all, that's all I'm going to focus on, just getting better and just trying to help this team win. A few more questions for Alex Erickson in the Bengals' locker room. You mentioned the affirmation. Yeah. And when a coaching staff or an organization has the confidence to give you a contract extension, mm-hmm. is that motivation to want to wanna almost hold up your end of the bargain and work harder and not only prove yourself but hold up your end of the bargain and help the team win? Yeah, absolutely. I think it should. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you're here for a reason. You're here to um, do what you do and um, and contribute. And um, so, like I said, no matter what it is in special teams, whether it's return man, and then you know, um, expand on that role in special teams. How can I, you know, add to that and um, maybe help in the other phases too? And then offensively, um, you know, just continue to do whatever's asked of me and um, just continue to get better. You know, that's just that's. It's it's simple, but uh, at the same time, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and um, and it's just the start of the season, and we're we're expecting big things. I think fans look at you and, and see special team where he you know he returns punts and kicks and stuff. But yeah. I was there at training camp. You, you certainly had an impact at the, yeah. from the slots position on offense, obviously in the preseason as well. What has your development been like on that side? Obviously, we haven't seen it in the regular season much yet. But but what's changed for you over the past couple of years, and just the understanding of, of the offense and fitting in? Yeah, I think that's that's huge. You know, understanding uh, how our offensive scheme works and uh, being in the right spot at the right time, and how to work defenders versus man and get open. And um, you know, I think it's just the continuation of just getting better as a player. Um, you know, all that. You know, all the the catches and all that stuff, that'll take care of itself. You can just control what you control, and that's just getting open every single time. And um, I think it's just a matter of working with these guys. You know, Coach Bicknell's done a great job with us and just seeing the other guys work, you know, obviously playing behind Tyler and and A.J. and um, just seeing how those guys work and just learning from them. Um, It's just all all learning, and I think it's having that mindset of going in and just trying to learn and get better every single day. you kind of surrender all the other stuff and you're really just focused on what you need to focus on and it allows you to you know have that clear mind and just you know really get down to it and, and get better as a player we're chatting with alex erickson in the bengals locker room obviously this is a short week quick mm-hmm. turnaround yeah how hard is that it's hard on the media i think so yeah. how hard is it as a player to crunch things down to just a couple of days in between games yeah it is quick turnaround especially when you you know you get back sunday night and then boom you're back in your monday and you got the whole game plan you know thrown at you and um 
So it's a lot on you to, as a professional, to learn it and understand it, and um, because ultimately you're the one that's going to be out there on Thursday night, and and you got to execute. And um, so yeah, then then the other side of it is obviously the physical side of it, and yeah. you're getting your body back, and so you can perform. And um, you know you don't want to see a lot of injuries in these quick games because guys aren't covered. So it's important also as a professional to take care of your body and and get ready for a Thursday night because you want to be you want to be as close to 100 percent as you can. What have you seen thus far from the Ravens' defense uh, from what you've seen on film? Yeah, they're obviously aggressive. You know, they're going to try to get after us, and um, they're able to do that in week one. And um, it, was, it was evident that it, you know, caused some problems for Buffalo. So, you know, we, we, we know what the Ravens are going to do. Obviously, divisional opponent at home. Um, and, and so we know what they're going to do. They know they're going to try to know what we're going to do. So it's going to be it's going to be one of those divisional AFC North games, and we know that, and we're excited for it. And um, we've got a few more days of prep to you know get everything down so that we can come out blazing and uh, continue this thing. Alex, I appreciate the time. Congratulations again. Good luck on Thursday. Thank you. Appreciate it. That is Alex Erickson, fresh off of a contract extension. And uh, look, I, I loved it. I loved it. I love that he's a guy who went from undrafted to making the 53 to making the roster his second year to making his roster or making the roster his third year all the way to now which is a contract extension through 2020 um great i mean it's great it's he's locked up now for the next 3 years be a free agent the same year as Andy Dalton i wonder which one's going to have a, a hotter market Alex Erickson or Andy Dalton no but in all seriousness i love the move those are the moves good organizations make. He reminds me of Matthew Slater. Matthew Slater is a wide receiver. He's listed as a wide receiver, but he's just a special teams ace for the Patriots, and he's been there for a decade. He's been there for a decade. Why? Because he does what he needs to do, and he continues to do it. I'm pretty sure he made this year's roster. Um, but, yeah, Matthew Slater is a guy who just every year, oh, Matthew Slater making the, you know, making the tackle on special teams. Now, does Alex Erickson bring more than just special teams? Yes. But casual fans just see him as a returner, which is fine. I think he could be more than that. I really like him in that slot position, and I think he has potential to do that if something were to happen to Tyler Boyd. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Up next, Mark Schofield, inside the pylon.com and host of Locked On Patriots will join us. I talked with him earlier today on ESPN 1530 with my broadcast partner, Mo Egger. And uh, he had some really good insight on Bill Lazor's new offense, on the defensive line getting to Andrew Luck, and so much more. But first, I got to tell you about The Athletic. There's a reason I have Joe Goodberry on every single week. There's a reason. I have Joe Goodberry on every single week for our weekly film reviews. Why? Because he gives great content, and that's what you get with The Athletic. I get it. It's a subscription-based service that's new to you. You might not be used to it. It's fine. I'll get you 40% off right now. All you got to do is go to theathletic.com slash locked on Bengals and you get access to all of their content, national NFL coverage, local NFL coverage from Jay Morrison, Joe Goodberry, Mo Egger, et cetera, college basketball, college football, major league baseball. They got Jay Glazer for NFL coverage. Uh, this They got uh, Ken Rosenthal for major league baseball coverage. It's a really good, um, unique site. No ads, no pop-ups. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. No videos that just pop up and start playing. No, no, no. They write, and they write interesting, unique 
feature content, whether it's Joe breaking down plays, Mo giving opinions, or Jay Morrison with feature content. Check it out now. All you got to do for 40% off, theathletic.com slash locked on Bengals. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm James Rapine and this is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Let's continue the conversation. I caught up with Mark Schofield earlier today. InsideThePylon.com, he watched every single pass play uh, between the Colts and the Bengals. So he watched Andrew Luck, he watched the Bengals' defensive line, the Bengals' secondary. He also watched Andy Dalton, Bill Lazor's offense, the Bengals' offensive line, etc. Here is my conversation with him. You'll hear my voice, you'll hear Mark's voice, also my broadcast partner Mo Egger's voice. We discuss all things Bengals-Colts, and I led off by asking Mark, about Bill Lazor's new offense and what he did to make life easier on Andy Dalton? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, you know, and I think one of the things that he really did in terms of getting Andy Dalton into advantage situations and good situations was there was a focus a lot on the sort of quick passing game, the screen stuff, mesh-type plays where you're working those underneath close and notes. It's a great way to do a couple of things. You get advantageous mismatches, with potential receivers and running backs on linebackers. And any time you can do that in the past game, you're going to be successful. Another thing is it gets the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. It gives them some defined reads and keys to look for in the coverage from the underneath linebackers. And when you get the ball out of the quarterback's hands, you protect him. And you, when you work in those mismatches, you're putting your receivers in position for yardage after the catch as well. What about what they did against Indianapolis can be expanded upon in tomorrow night for Baltimore? Well, I think one of the things, if you look at that game that Baltimore had against Buffalo, and, you know, it's hard to take a lot from that game for a couple of reasons. One, that Baltimore, that, you know, Buffalo roster from top to bottom isn't one of the stronger <laughs> rosters in the National Football League. Plus, you've got weather situations. It was a rainy, raw, windy kind of day in Baltimore. But there was a similar approach that Baltimore took with their offensive game plan. They did a lot with underneath stuff. Tremaine Edmonds, the rookie linebacker, you know, their first round, one of their two first round picks. He's a young, athletic kid, very talented, and he'll get better. But Baltimore did a lot to attack him in the underneath passing game. They did a lot of routes similar to what Cincinnati was doing against Indianapolis, where, you know, they'd run one defender into a zone, drag him away from his responsibility, and run somebody back in underneath. So there were a lot of times when Edmonds was sort of vacating his responsibilities, and they were just running a second receiver on an underneath route, and Flacco would have an easy throw. And so I think this is going to be a pretty similar game plan from Cincinnati's perspective. You're going to try to attack underneath, try to attack the young linebacker, get him out of position, and take those easy throws again. Mark, uh, Mark uh, Schofield, InsideThePylon.com, is with us here on Cincy 360. What did you see? I know it's only one week, but what did you see from the Bengals receivers? I know last season, outside of A.J. Green, they struggled to get separation in a lot of matchups. Were they able to separate when you went back and watched the film against the Colts? 
for the most part, I think they did a good job getting sort of consistent separation. Some of that was helped by scheme. I mean, you look at, you know, one of the touchdown passes, that third quarter touchdown pass at the end of the third quarter, and there was a great job there from a scheme perspective because you got that underneath curl route, get the safety to sort of bite up on that just enough, and then you've got A.J. Green over the top on that post route for a touchdown. So there was some scheme stuff as well. But, you know, for example, the touchdown throw to, you know, Ross, that was a great route, just that quick little goal line fade to get that quick separation, make it an easier throw for Andy Dalton. That was a very impressive route. And then on those crossers, you know, those crossing routes are great to get that kind of separation that you're looking for consistently from your receivers, work at those mismatches. And so overall, I was pretty impressed with, with the Bengals' receiving core, impressed with the Bengals on the offensive side of the ball on Sunday against Indy. Mark, we had 14 games to watch Bill Lazor do what he could with Ken Zampezi's playbook last year, and all the talk this offseason was, well, Bill Lazor's offense is going to be different. When you do a deep dive and you compare what we saw on Sunday to the 14 games that Bill Lazor was designing game plans for last year, what were some of the differences and similarities? Well, I mean, some of the differences, you know, we've talked about a bit in getting the ball out quickly, you know, trying to rely on those underneath routes, doing some things schematically to scheme some stuff deep in the passing game like that post route we were just talking about. You know, there are still some similarities as well. I mean, both offenses did have sort of a a reliance upon the quicker passing game and trying to get the ball out of your hands. You know, there was some interesting stuff from, you know, screen game that was similar from both Sam Peasy's playbook, you know, two lasers. But I also like some of the stuff that you know, Laser did early in that game with Eifert. You know, you come up, you have that interception on the first play, uh, the first pass and play of the season when you get quick pressure in the middle. Uh, but you come back, you know, you get a second and six situation where you, you know, bring a receiver in motion, you fake the jet, you fake an inside run, and then you've got Eifert, your tight end, who's in the backfield as an H-back, kind of as a fullback alignment, and then you just recamp back to that side of the field where the jet motion receiver came from. That was a nice sort of creative design and something I didn't see a ton of from this Bengals offense last year when it was Zampezi's playbook, where you're using motion and misdirection and stuff pre-snap to really get that defense to think. Anytime you get guys on the defensive side of the ball to think a little bit, change their eye angles and give them something different to look at, you're going to create some mismatches. You're going to get some mistakes on the defensive side of the ball, and that plays a perfect example of it. Mark Schofield, InsideThePylon.com, is with us. Mark, let's switch gears. Let's look at the Bengals' defense and what they did against the Colts' offense. To, to me, I think it was underwhelming, and most fans were underwhelmed by the Bengals' defensive line, especially going into the season. I think most people think that that is their best position group. When you watch that defensive line go up against the Colts' offensive line and Andrew Luck dropping back, how much of it was the, the Bengals just not getting pressure, and how much of it was Andrew Luck just being really good in the pocket? Well, I think there's actually another aspect to this that's important to keep in mind, and you know, you should put some context to it because you know, Luck dropped back. I think it was 53. You know, he had 52 passing attempts in that game. Dropped back some more times because there were some sacks here and there. But the majority of his throws, 48 of his passing attempts, were 15 yards or shorter. They really went into this game, Frank Reich and company, with an emphasis on the quick passing game for a couple of reasons. One, you know, that's you know the West Coast, more air raid type stuff where. You know, that's his coaching philosophy. But, two, it does look like Indianapolis is trying to sort of get the ball out of Lux's hands quickly, protect him, protect that offensive line, and rely on the quick passing game. So on a number of plays, you've got, you know, one, two seconds, and the ball is out. It's hard, even if you're a fantastic defensive line, to get home and get pressure. And so I think that's something to keep in mind, is that, you know, you're not going to face an offense that's going to have this philosophy week in and week out. 
yes, Baltimore is more of a West Coast team as well, but I think there's, they do some more stuff and some slower development plays. And on one of the sacks that they had of luck, it was a slow development pass concept. And you saw Dunlap come off the edge, beat the right tackle, and get to luck and force you know, a sack in a fumble-type situation. And so I think it's important to remember that Indianapolis did some things on, in their scheme and with their play call to sort of limit the opportunities for a defensive line and to limit the exposure to their quarterback. Isolate for me, you know, one of the bigger moves the Bengals made during training camp was moving on from George Iloka. Jesse Bates stepped in, first career game, played all 79 snaps. When you look at him critically, would you like, would you not like? I mean, for the most part, I, I think he played a fairly sound game for them. I mean, there were some plays, you know, where perhaps he was caught out of position here and there. Um, but remember, for a game like this, where most of the stuff was happening in front of him, you know, I think he had a decent enough afternoon where I wouldn't be too worried about him right now. You know, you're going to face more tests throughout the season. You'll probably starting, you know, this Thursday night against Baltimore. We're going to see some more stuff in the vertical passing game. And then as the season goes along, you start seeing, you know, for example, Pittsburgh, who likes to do some more stuff in the vertical passing game. So he'll get more of a test. I thought he supported himself well, and I don't see any reason for Bengals fans to be panicking just yet about him. Mark, is the, the Ravens, I know they... They switched personnel among their receiving group. They got Crabtree and, and Jonathan, uh, John Brown and uh, Willie Sneed, and they, they certainly have a, a di- different faces. Is their offense, when you watch that, that Buffalo game, is it the same? Yeah, I mean, I think for the most part it's the same sort of offensive philosophy. You know, they're going to rely on crossing routes. They love to do boot action with Flacco where they get him on the move. They'll scheme together some vertical shots here and there with guys like Crabtree, maybe with a Brown here and there. But for the most part, it's the same type of Baltimore Ravens offense we've seen from them for the past couple of seasons. You know, obviously the added X factor is how much they're going to use Lamar Jackson. We saw him early, you know, on two quarterback personnel packages where they had both him and Flacco on the field. He does give defensive you know, coordinators something extra to sort of game plan for and think about. So that's sort of the added rank of the worst scene to this Baltimore Ravens offense. It's a little bit different from, from years past. That's Mark Schofield inside the pylon.com. Good stuff there. You can also catch him daily on Locked On Patriots, which I'm a Brady guy. I hope the Patriots whoop the Jaguars this year. I had the ja- I don't even have the Jaguars in the playoffs. You, you guys heard that. I don't even have them in the playoffs. I think they're overrated. Blake Bortles. Fake. All right. Fake Blake. Blake the fake. Whatever you want me to call him. Man. That's awful. Also, I think I might have to come up with a nickname for Bobby Hart. If he's going to continue to start. And I I heard. Here's what I'll tell you. I think Bobby Hart's going to start for the Bengals tomorrow. But I think they'll quickly move it to a rotation if he struggles. That's all I know. I'm James Erpine, back at it tomorrow morning with a prediction for tomorrow night's game, Bengals-Ravens prime time. And then we'll have a recap podcast as well late Thursday night, maybe early Friday morning. Until then, until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out theathletic.com slash LockedOnBengals. Also, my bookie promo code LockedOn. Thanks for listening. Follow on Twitter, by the way. We're getting close to 8,000 at James Erpine at LockedOnBengals. Until Thursday, thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.